Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog and the trees of a town called The Fort. Events that take place in the fort are not suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. There exists a place, a dark place, an absolute place beyond the colors and textures of the world, but before the never-ending silence of beyond. In that sliver of space where absolute and abstract slide along one another, there are beings that walk with their heels to the nothing just beyond that place. The Long Shadows. 
Oh, the long shadows, those very few, but few already being too many, walk one foot in front of the other like any other person made of meat and bone and skin. They step first with the heel and roll to their toe. Some bounce as they walk and others trot on with the aid of a stick. Edward August Hall had seen them all. Edward August Hall had watched them. From his perch he had lingered, glued in the nothing of that place between here and there, just watching. The calamity. The chaos. He dared not blink, not even during the times of restless sleep and pointless days as they transitioned through time unchanged in their forms and cursed by their memories. How fascinating it was for Edward August Hall. The plans, the machinations, the inevitable failures. Oh, there were so many of those, especially where Mother Cyprian and Jacob and Alfie were concerned. The trail of failures hung from their necks like strings of beaded pearls. There were others, of course, those who cast shadows not so long with ambitions and will not so grand, but it was the foolish grandeur and outstretched ambitions, wild as they may be, that made them ever so wonderful to watch. For a while, it seemed like their time might be over. Their will burnt and spent, but something began to stir in the fort. Something else. Something not cut from the cloth of Edward's domain, something that dared not walk his halls but slid beneath it in a world all its own. Perhaps that's why Adam had returned, Edward thought to himself. Oh, his petty fears of being usurped in his own kingdom were long gone, and therefore his animosity was also long gone. After all, there was nothing Adam could do to remove him to steal his crown. Adam could not see or hear, let alone touch him, which made it all the sweeter as Edward watched him go about, pretending as best he could to be human, to move his face this way and that, an imitation of real life. He was, however, filled with jealousy. Oh, to be able to pull and pluck at people, to make them dance and sing and play the parts assigned to them, how wonderful that must be, thought Edward August Hall. Oh, to be able to conduct a drama of his own. Perhaps that's what he'd like to do. But how, thought Edward August Hall. Oh, it would take some trial and error, but certainly well worth the effort. And it was the perfect time, too. Having new characters entering the fold, with two in particular that interested Edward August Hall, and who seemed ripe for the picking, too. I'm back! Oh! Is someone calling for me? Just me. Oh, Paul! I'll have supper ready in a bit if you're hungry. Oh, that'd be great. Fantastic. Hello? Uh... Yes? You the new boarder? Uh, yes, that's right. You're Paul, then, eh? And you must be Minnie. Keen mind, this one. I beg your pardon? You got it, then. Got what? The book. The journal, the medical diary or whatever. Oh, what was his name? The doctor, um... 
keenly. Ah, that's right. That was you? Of course it was me. How did you end up... Ruth told me you were looking for records of a relative or something. She mentioned the name and I I remembered I'd, I'd read it somewhere. Ah, I bet she did. Of course she did. And good thing too. Otherwise you'd never have gotten that little journal. Well, I guess I owe you a thanks. Can you keep a secret, Paul? Uh, that depends on the secret. It's just, um, Ruth doesn't want you to know for whatever reasons, and I I don't want her knowing you heard it from me. Heard what from you? Depends on whether you can keep a secret. Of course, yes, I can keep a secret. Ruth knew about the journal, I told her about it, but she didn't want you to have it. What what do you mean she didn't want me to have it? I don't know. The reason why she'd keep that from you when you've been so sincere is beyond me. Wait, why are you telling me this? You don't know me from a hole in the wall. Everyone deserves the truth, Paul. Wouldn't you agree? I just don't get why Ruth would keep that from me. She doesn't seem like the type to do that. Well, she is and she did. Honestly, she'd likely have shown you eventually, but why wait? As I said, everyone deserves the truth and a little honesty, and so I figured I'd speed things along. But you can't tell her I'm telling you this. Is it really that big of a deal? Oh, good God, I just... I don't want to fight with her about it. Fine. Fine. Now, do you want to know where we got the journal from? How do you mean? Well, there's more where that came from. Really? Oh, yes. And I'm sure you'd find plenty to do with your relative. What was his name? Uh... Richter Collins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm positive. There must be more in your uncle's medical conditions and maladies. Uh, Doctors are quite fastidious in their record-keeping, even all the way back whenever the hell that journal was written. (laughs) If you're going to tell me the Fort Historical Society, they just told me they wouldn't be able to help. Apparently, the Fort's only historian is on sabbatical. No, no, no. No, not the Fort Historical Society. What a sham. They've got no idea where to even begin looking for the truth lost in the years. There's a woman, an old nun, the abbess of the Sisterhood of the Living Waters, Mother Cyprian. She's a bit of a collector, a little greedy with it, mind you, but you arrive with your manners, ply her with a compliment or two, and tell her I sent you. I'm sure she'd be more than happy to help you. Oh. Uh, well, thank you. So much. Uh, I I can't begin to tell you how much this helps me. Uh, so, where can I find this Mother Cyprian? You can find her at Riverside Sanatorium. A sanatorium? Did I stutter? Yes, a sanatorium. She runs the place. Apparently the front gate is locked, probably to keep the riffraff out... But if you walk east along the fence, you'll see an old rose garden where the fence turns north. There's a little gate there you can just push through. And I'm just allowed to enter. That isn't trespassing. Trespassing? Trespass? Don't be ridiculous. Just... just do as I say, you'll be fine. And you're sure that it's fine for me to just walk through a side gate? Yes, Paul, it's fine. The locked front gate isn't for you, it's for vagrants, I imagine. 
Now just just do as I say and let her know I sent you when you go. All right then. I'll make sure to tell her you sent me. What are you doing? You can leave now. That's all I needed to tell you. Oh, uh, oh right. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'll leave you be. Say, Minnie. Oh, good God. Yes, Paul. If you had to guess, why do you think Ruth wouldn't want me knowing any of this? Oh, don't take it personally. She's old. I think you remind her of her son or something. Oh. Uh. Right. Maybe she thinks you'll leave if you get what you're looking for. I imagine she likes the, uh youthful energy about this old home. Like I said, don't take it personally. It really isn't about you at all. Supper's ready! Remember, Paul, keep your mouth shut. This stays between us. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, sorry, uh, I'm coming. Garrett sat against a wall, knees to chest. He'd been moved, to where he had no idea. They'd done it while he slept, and as for when he slept, he didn't know. Time seemed to have slipped quickly from his fingers. Fingers greased with a tenuous grasp of reality's grit as it was. He guessed he was underground, although he couldn't tell. There was no light, not even the faintest suggestion of light outside of a door or a window. For all he knew, he sat in a box. A stone box, sealed with grout and earth. The only proof that he even still lived was the gentle suggestion of the little drops of water that fell from above, a roof somewhere, that sputtered as they splattered, saying that he was indeed still breathing. High above him, fifteen meters or so, a piercing light fell down like a spotlight beaming on the floor at Garrett's feet. Oh, good evening, Mr. Franklin! How are you faring in there? The, the light. My eyes... Oh, come now, Mr. Franklin. I'm sure you are overjoyed to see a little light. You were, after all, quite irrational when last I left you to rest. Irrational. Irrational. You've kidnapped me. You, you kidnapped me. That's what this is. When you came to Riverside seeking aid for your predicament, you placed your trust in Dr. Avery, as well as myself as the abbess and director of this institution. And as such, you entered into a social contract, making us stewards of your mental and physical well-being. And we were fearful you might hurt yourself, or perhaps someone else. God, you're crazy. You, you know that. I told you, Mr. Franklin, we do not use that word here at Riverside Sanatorium. <clears throat> Garrett could feel the softer edges of his face turning sharp as he grit his teeth in anger and walked forward into the light. You crazy old miserable sack of Now, shit. now, Mr. Franklin, you'll need to get along well with others if you ever hope to be released on your own recognizance. Mad as he was, Garrett stared up into the light where he could only make out the silhouette of Mother Cyprian biting his tongue. She was right. In so many words, she wanted him to know she was in control. 
If he wanted any hope of escaping, he'd need to do away with outbursts of defiance and anger and try to relinquish control. So... So what now? What is this going to do? Are you, are you helping me then? Where am I even? I don't remember being moved. I don't remember falling asleep. I'm just... here. You know, it's, it's quite dark down there. But if you pat about, Dr. Avery assured me he left you a dry blanket, a jumper, some water, and a little food to tide you over. M Mother Cyprian. Yes, Mr. Franklin. What the hell do you want from me? You know I'm not a danger to myself or anyone else. It's, it's just sleepwalking. The worst that happens is I wake up cold as hell in the rain and... Oh, you know that isn't true, Mr. Franklin. That is far from the honesty I hope to see out of you in the coming days. It is the truth, damn it. Why? why? Tell me why you're doing this to me. Now, now, all will be made clear with time. But you need time to acclimate, to readjust, to begin to blossom and become the man you need to be. Become the man I need to be? What? How? Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Patience, Mr. Franklin. All in good time. In good time, eh? Okay, well... Well, what do I do until then? Oh, perhaps you could use the time to... reflect. Accept the darkness you find yourself in. Let that isolation be a gift. And seek out those quieter, deeper parts of you which hide behind the sounds and sensations of life. <laughs> I want to do as you say, but I, I just... I don't understand why why you've done this. Where you think it'll end? Oh, it will end when it ends. If you just let, let me out of here, I, I swear to God, I, I won't tell anyone. I won't tell a soul. I know you won't. And there's no God down there, so don't waste your breath swearing anything to him. There is only you, down there in the dark. And me, up here in the light. And you'll do as I say. Okay. Okay, I'm going to reflect. Like like you said, I'm, I want to be honest, so... I wanted you to know that you're scaring me. It's, this scares me. Be, being left alone in the dark. It, it scares me, Mother Cyprian. Ah, uh, yes, fear is good. Fear lets you know there's something worth living for. So from where I stand, looking down on you now, to me, that sounds absolutely delightful. And as a gift, I will leave you with a little experiment of thought to aid your reflection. When I leave you in here, when I leave and I seal you away, I won't be able to see you. But I also won't be able to perceive you in any way possible. Are you following so far? So, if I can't perceive you in any way, I'll have no idea if you are crying to be let free, or if you bash your fists against the walls in anger. I won't know anything. Still following, Mr. Franklin? I, I, I think so. Like a tree falling in the woods when no one is around to hear it. Ah, uh, well, essentially. So whatever you do in spite of me, or harm yourself... It matters not to me, because as far as I'm concerned, if I cannot perceive it, 
then it must not be happening. Now, and you'll like this bit. If you are in here, and I cannot perceive you, then I can only confirm that I indeed left you locked away in this room. So, at the very least, I know you are in here, but I cannot confirm if you are alive or dead, because I cannot know for certain without witnessing your state of being. So, while you are locked away in the dark, barely able to feel yourself living, counting the moments until moments mean nothing, you are both in a state of living, as well as dead. What? Oh, come now. You are a clever man. You can wrap your mind around it, can't you? I... I don't get it. In order for you to assume I may be dead, and not know if I still live for certain, you would need something in here that could... kill me? Oh, precisely, Mr. Franklin. Wait, what? Have a good evening now. Enjoy your quiet contemplation. I'm alone, right? Tell me I'm alone! You wouldn't do that, right, Hook? Oh god, what's in here? What is it? Hello? Hello? This episode was written, directed, and narrated by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Harlan Guthrie, and mixing and mastering by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. This episode featured Imogen Harris as Minnie, Mike LeBeau as Paul Collins, Lydia Nicholas as Ruth McMillan, Harlan Guthrie as Garrett Franklin, and Cole Weavers as Mother Cyprian. To find additional information or join our Patreon to support the show and receive ad-free episodes, visit our website at thetownwhispers.com. Rate and review us online. Tweet us at The Town Whispers. Join us on Discord by clicking the link in the description. Visit us on Facebook or email us at thetownwhispers at pulpaudio.ca. The Town Whispers is a serialized horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio, distributed by Callum Doherty of the Rusty Quill Network, and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. I-